So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See Jared.com slash price match for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and somewhere in Skype land to my left is Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm doing absolutely amazing, Rick. How I, could I not be? It's just, what? like, awesome. <clears throat> we're, it's all awesome. We've worn that word out so bad and badly, and we're yeah. going to do it much worsely, or worser. <laughs> yeah, that. And if you keep that up, Rick, our guest tonight is probably going to kick your butt because she is a grammar grammar guru. Yeah, see, that's what you get for trying to correct my grammar. (laughs) Tongue gets wrapped around your eye tooth, and then there you are. And then there I be. (sighs) Yes, that's that's right, folks. We have absolutely no fun doing this show. That's just, you know, it's business, it's work, we're going to be serious. (laughs) It's that serious word, just makes nothing you choke every time, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I can't quite get it. Just nothing that serious going on down here, I'm telling you. We have serious snow up here. Oh. I heard y'all did. Seriously. It's not even yeah. funny anymore. I don't know what's going on. Oh, I, I think it's beautiful. I saw a cartoon, you know, the, 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 one of the, oh, what is the gopher, the, Groundhog, Groundhog Day. The groundhog said there was going to be an early spring. I saw a cartoon, and it's of a newsman with a microphone, and he's holding up this frozen-looking cartoon thing. He says, I found the groundhog, and he's chest deep in snow. You know? <laughs> True. It has been, it's been beautiful, and I can't, I got to say that it's been warmer than um than I expected it to be this winter, so I'm not complaining. It's nice to be able to walk outside in the snow, but I'm not minding the fact that not so long from now, I'm not going to be surrounded by snow anymore. <laughs> well, that's right. It's just really eight days and uh, eight and a half if you just really, well, but it's already evening on Tuesday, so eight days a week. Uh and you're going to be someplace fairly warm, actually. Fairly warm. What, what did you say it was? 26 degrees yesterday at 7:30 in the morning. Something like that. Yeah. 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 So shall we? Uh, oh. Apparently the dogs are excited and uh, trying to 
help us with the uh, announcements and stuff. But uh, I'll wait until she uh, figures out what's going on and can come back. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, in the general vicinity of our destination right now, it's about 25 to 27 uh, Celsius. Uh, that, for all my American friends and listeners, is about 77 Fahrenheit. And uh, it's, what is it up where in your neck of the woods now, Jean? Uh, sweetie, I don't know. It was like minus two today when I was tromping around downtown. Um, right now, currently. Yeah, right now it's minus four Celsius. Ask Dawn because yeah, well, ask Dawn because she's in relatively the same area I am. She's only two hours away. I, you know, actually, I'm I'm uh, at quite a bit higher altitude, so we can. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, I guess it'd be different. Weather. Twenty-four. This is, where, this is where the snow is exported from here. <laughs> Y'all make it and just send it around. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's all right. But uh, it's, it's so minus three here. We're um, we will next. Well, should we just play the intro piece and then? Yeah, here's our on. intro for you guys. We have um, a new intro. All our piece. listeners, I think, know the dream that is EC. So um, I. Dreams come true, kids, and on our way. Just listen to the intro, and we'll explain later. <laughs> yeah, we'll explain here in about 30 seconds, so stand by. After over 250 hours of bringing the best to you, Rick and Jean are going to them. Welcome to Everyday Connection on the Road with your hosts, Rick O'Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your entire world. Ta-da! I feel like I have to hope my radio voice when I, after that. But, uh, yeah, Everyday Connection on the Road, E-C-O-T-R. Everyday Connection on the Road. And we are going to be launching our On the Roadness from uh, uh, apparently the land of synchronicity, but we don't have 57 hours, so we can't detail the first 10% of the synchronicities that have happened. Um, but I will put it in my next book. Yes, we're, we're making promise. notes. It'll be the first chapter of the next book we are taking notes. Uh, we're taking notes, but we will be uh, broadcasting a week from this Thursday, so that will be, what, the 28th of March. We will be broadcasting live from uh, the Mango Tree Resort Spa Eco Community in uh, just above the Coronado River at Coronado in Costa Rica. <laughs> Costa Rica, pura vida, que bueno. quiero mucho gente allá. It's a series of, of insane synchronicities that have to come together to make this dream um, a reality has just been an, a whirlwind adventure of emotion for both Rick and I. Um, we do promise that we will at some point do a show surrounding this whole thing once everything's, you know, solidified in there and we're, you know, taking our next step other than just going to Costa Rica to, to bring you some online shows as the launch of this idea. But um, once we get further on with this idea, we will put a show aside we will share some of these synchronicities with you, and I will put them into a book. It's been so insanely cool to see it all 
flow together, and, and we're going to be working with some really amazing people who we will announce when we're in Costa Rica. Yeah, so. yeah. We, uh, I, I, if I hadn't been there, I'm not sure I'd have been, I'd have been, <laughs> uh, I'd, I probably would have been looking a little at, sidewise at the synchronicities, but it just, it reminds me of all those times that Abraham has said, when you finally start letting it in, you will wonder where it's all been. Because it just, whoosh, here it comes. Look out. And, uh, and for began, those of you who... Like, uh, three days after we cut loose everything. It did. It did, as as it should. Um, and for those of you who have read Truth or are going to pick up Truth soon or are waiting for it to arrive in the mail, um, and you're reading it and you're looking at the synchronicities that have been listed in Truth and you're shaking your head going, there's no way, um, you now have a witness. Rick, who can attest to the fact that, yes, because it all happened again, <laughs> except for a hundred times more potent, powerfully, I don't know, in your face. It was just... Yeah, there's um, just like no said, way you anybody... Wouldn't believe it. Yeah, you wouldn't there's believe no, it. There's no way anybody that was in, involved could miss it. You know, we, we talk about, there. well, there was a sign or a confirmation from the from the universe, but I missed it. Yeah, well, you couldn't have... No. You couldn't have, <laughs> uh, couldn't have there were no missing signs or you could have missed, this time. Uh, you could have missed 99 out of 100, and you'd still been so plastered with synchronicities you wouldn't know what happened. So Yeah, um, yeah. it's been an insane adventure, and we're super excited to be doing it. Um, of course, as Dia grows and expands, we're going to be going to other communities and eventually other countries. So um, all you, you know, open-hearted adventurous souled beings out there who are creating this beautiful new world that we are so obviously living in now um feel free honestly to contact us with your ideas and um you know if you're looking in the future post everyday connection for either yourself or somebody in your community who um is, is out there making the world just not making the world a more beautiful place but showing the world how beautiful it is then by all means get in touch with them I mean, or you, us, because we want to talk to them. <laughs> you hear us come on twice a week. We talk to awesome people. We banter about awesome stuff in our you know first 18 minutes that we kind of banter around. If you've ever caught yourself sitting there going, well, there's these folks here in town that just, wow, they're awesome. Come on, let us know. We might just come visit. Absolutely. Then it could be EC Absolutely. in your house instead of EC on the road. But it'll still be EC Absolutely. on the road. But I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> been a whirlwind week yeah and one of the people that we're hoping to um get to get to visit in her element is actually with us tonight for the second time um and who just arrived uh coincidentally enough there's that word again back from costa rica and um who happened to be actually in costa rica when we booked her something like two three weeks weeks ago into this show tonight um was in costa rica at the time and Rick and I still had no idea that we were even, I mean, that wasn't even in our periphery at that point, going to Costa Rica. What? No, we, nah, we didn't even, we didn't even know about this until just this past weekend. So we had made um, a plan again, on going to Costa Rica on our terms and our plan and our how and it, <clears throat> but then we turned all work. that, turned all that loose and let go of all the hows And, you know, we said, we're still going to Costa Rica one day, but but just one day. But as soon as you say one day, apparently one day ends up being 
not so far One away. One day soon, yeah. But anyway, yeah. this uh, the fantastic introduction that I've interrupted for <laughs> our 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 dear friend Don Ramadas. Welcome, Don. <laughs> Thank you. We were you going to continue, Dean? <laughs> yeah, we don't want us to get cut off the fine words and compliments there. Keep, keep it coming. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's just um, something that I was looking at at when when I was. I never read these things in advance. Do you think I would? But it's just not in alignment with my role in the show. But the last line of um, of your bio on our page says, I've been called a teacher, a guide, a grandmother, a healer, a witch, a midwife, a shaman, an earth speaker, and a troublemaker. Take your pick. I'm going to run with, for tonight's purposes, troublemaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, a little troublemaking is good for what ails folks. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that role was definitely um, brought to the fore when I was in Costa Rica, actually. Um, I ended oh, up do tell. Places. Yeah, well, I, I just ended up in places where people felt um, yeah, troublemaker is also, you know, like the the coyote and and Eoka uh, and uh, you know the Joker, right? The the one who yes. turns things upside down so that so that you're not quite so settled in what you believe to be solid reality so yeah absolutely people, jesus was a huge troublemaker look how famous he is <laughs> yeah absolutely. yeah we try to make a little trouble whenever we can <laughs> indeed, indeed. waves yeah so, so so how was it over there in that beautiful well i my uh, my feeling is is really I, i've been going to costa rica for for many many years now um over 20 years and um my feeling is that it is um a hub of some kind um like a like a nexus the image that i get often is that um what's happening in that country is is a a concentrate of what's happening in the rest of the world, but also that the transformation going on in that country flows, in a sense, downward to the rest of the world. There's a very strong connection between Costa Rica and Tibet, um, even though at this point the Dalai Lama is not allowed back in Costa Rica because of certain decisions that the government has made, um, relating to China, but there's a very strong uh, energetic connection between Tibet and Costa Rica that the Dalai Lama has has spoken of. Um, and it feels that the sh- there's been a shift. You know, many people have spoken of the shift that there that has occurred from the Himalayas to, to the Andes, right? Yes. Um, and Costa Rica is, uh, has somehow taken on um, many people believe the role that Tibet played in in the old earth. <laughs> so um, there, there's a I don't know whether you know, but um, this fellow named uh, Edmund Bordeaux Shekely. 
was um, an archivist at the Vatican at the turn of the not this century, the last century, the 20th century, and discovered writings from writings of Yeshua, some teachings of Yeshua that had been hidden in the Vatican. He um, uh, copied them and hied himself forth to Costa Rica. And in a place called Orosi, he um, built a community based on the teachings of Yeshua. And in the same way as many of the the 60s communities failed because people hadn't worked on their their power issues, they hadn't done their their inner work, the same thing happened uh, eventually to the the community in Orosi. And it's right now there's only one uh, house remaining from the original community, but um, there are people now beginning to recreate a community in that area. Um, So I had a very strong vision when I was there this time of that um, that community that was started um, in 19... uh, I don't want to make a mistake there, but at the beginning of the 1900s, um, that community was like a template for um or perhaps more like drilling a hole for a well and and now this this well is just um has sprung forth and and is creating hundreds of of sustainable eco communities um everywhere in the country and it's it's definitely not just the Costa Ricans who are doing this. There's there's people coming from all over the world and buying up a, a mountain here and a mountain there to to save the land from from development. I find it so, so interesting that you said that because just specifically speaking and of course we will you know announce um the people involved with what we're doing, their names will be, you know, announced soon, but in speaking to one of that, one of his goals in, in one of our meetings was he specifically said, you know, I'm really interested in buying the land, not to do anything with it, but just That's to right. preserve it and protect mm-hmm. it so that nobody else can develop it. Exactly. And that That's to me what's is happening just all over the place. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. And he's not Costa Rican. He's an American. Um, precisely. And and that's yeah, beautiful. The people, the people who are doing this down there are not the Costa Ricans. They're people from Europe and, and from North America, largely. So they've already... And I, I have to wonder, like, this is why I can't wait to get down there and start talking to some people. And I know that we're going to have to go back because there's just not going to be enough time in a week to to dive into this as, as deeply as it should be. But you have to wonder, I mean, there's that freaking everyday connection that we keep talking about. These are people from all over the world who don't know each other, and yet they've been called to do this thing. And and some of them perhaps don't even know why they've chosen Costa Rica or Costa Rica's chosen them. Um, mm-hmm. They might not even 
understand the energetics of it because we I know you haven't listened to the last show that you know we had about Costa Rica um and you certainly haven't been in our meetings so you can't possibly know that he referred as a vortex of sorts that there's a vortex wow. there and That's and right. so so there's that synchronicity again like it's just I'm in awe I'm in awe of the powers that are that are being exuded in this year just this we're not even in the end of the third month yet. I mean, this is stunning. It, the last time, the last time I left Costa Rica, um, I, I hadn't I hadn't been there for two and a half years. And when I left last time, I left very discouraged. And um, the image that I had when I went back this time was of um, someone who's bottomed out and is on the way up. Um, the last time I was there, all that I saw was um, images of the extent to which the land was being um, devastated, overdeveloped, the corruption, the um, all all of that kind of negative um, negative energy that that. That kind of epitomizes the, the worst of, of the world as it is now. And uh, this time, it's not that there isn't overdevelopment or there isn't corruption um, or that uh, the same kind of relationships aren't happening between men and women, but there's another movement. There's a huge force of transformation that is also occurring um and it's it's so so palpable there's there's this um i i this this sense of of a of a bud that's just bursting a rebirth right yeah. i mean that's cuz that's yeah. a key word that we've been using all along it's it's this rebirth and mm-hmm. renewal and kind of this rising from the ashes of of what yeah. was into something glorious into the full glory of of well, the divinity that's really how the whole thing feels and I haven't even stepped well, yeah, foot in the country yet. I can't imagine. Isn't it inter- it's interesting that we're at the equinox also, um, you know, which is uh, in in the in the medicine wheel, right? The this, yes. the image that we use is of the the bear coming out of her den, you know, stepping across the threshold of of the cave and into the light, and um, you know the the. In in the autumn, the the seed falls into the earth, and and in the winter, the seed transforms and sets its roots down, and then and that's the whole feminine aspect, you know, the the um, the the gestation, and now we're it's it's the equinox, and when we step out into the world, the the shoots begin to to show, you know, so all of the um, the, the the seed has been nourished by by the degeneration and the putrefaction and the the humus <laughs> and and uh and the uh, fumier what's that in english um the um <laughs> i don't know anyway the manure the manure well yeah oh okay the manure all around it right and yeah. so this this okay. and so the seed is is now fed by this and and sprouting it's 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 well, so and exciting. it's all of these things 
you know, sound like birth. And we've talked about birth of a new age and many folks, um, myself included, have talked about the balance uh, moving out of the northern hemisphere into the southern hemisphere or out of the masculine into the feminine, out of the, you know, they're all just metaphors. It's not really a physical thing, but the physical reflection. Well, if you think about it, uh, for the Americas, uh, you've got the United States and Canada. If you pretend like there's not borders there, and don't shoot me, Canadian folks. I'm not trying. Oh, 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 oh. But it looks red. It it looks, (laughs) the two, the the land mass of North America looks rather womb-shaped, and then there's this narrowing path called Mexico that goes through there to Guatemala to, to, till it gets to this pinch point, like the eye of the needle, like a December 21st, like or a, a passing. Or a birth canal. Or a birth canal. And that would be Costa Rica, which then leads to the other place we've had people talking about quite a lot, which is through Colombia to Peru. which You're forgetting about Panama. <laughs> well, but it's almost like the same it's it's it would be part of the canal but the pinch point really is, mm-hmm. is Costa Rica and it pinches down to that same narrowness through mm-hmm. Panama into into Colombia Ecuador Peru and uh, you know I I I I think over there in in Peru they've Peru and Chile they've really got the 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 kundalini going and the uh, uh a lot of the yeah. India type that's right, yeah. Energy has moved. Has the shifted over there. Has the serpent has shifted. moved, yes. Yeah. And uh, not not that we need to add anything more to our synchronicities book, Jane. I just wrote down, actually, for more synchronicities, see the show with Don Brahmanan. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we've been taking notes. Because, it, it, it again, we can't share them all on the air and I wish we could and we're going to have to dedicate a show just to that and I can't wait to write a chapter on it. No, I'm not writing a blog first. I'm not going to have time. But um, but the synchronicities have just been so... And it's it's all about the same thing. It's all about just what you just talked about, Dawn. And, and that, you know, again, there it is, more confirmation. Not that we need any more because we're already on our way. You know, I'm ready to jump off a cliff at this point if I need to. Um, yeah, I asked her one question after we had our little chat, which was, do you see any reason why you shouldn't step onto a plane tomorrow to go to Costa Rica? And she said no. And I said, well, well then we have to go. And it's been amazing. But so, and that, I guess, you know, this whole shift in energy, though, I guess kind of is going to lead us naturally into our, our topic for the evening, too, because... This shift in energy is really going to change the dynamics um, of the male-female role in relationship mm-hmm. in society and with each other. Right. You know, I've I've been it's it's been forty years now that I've been um, working in 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 different ways with um, the whole. Um, continuum of sexuality and spirituality. And the continuum of sexuality and spirituality is really a continuum of of desire. And when we're talking about sex, we talk about uh, sexual conquest. And when we're talking about spirit, we speak of a spiritual quest. 
But so far, it's we've been focusing on need, right? And that that um, both the sexual and the, the spiritual inal, um, the the, um, the the passion that we feel, both uh, sexually and spiritually, it's it's there's no there's really no difference essentially between those two. Um, those those two. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking in French. Well, <laughs> well oh, that's okay because I understand what you're saying, and I mean something mm-hmm. that I've I've really come to realize in talking to people lately. We all talk about there has to be a physical representation for, for that that ritual energetic, and I mean, so so essentially, and I don't know how we how we missed it and how we got away from it and how we became so scared of it. But to me, that's what sexual relationships are between two people. They're that physical representation of that spiritual connection. And, I mean, we are physical beings, after all, so we should have a way to express that physically. And I don't know how it became this scary, dangerous, dirty thing that we, we don't even, we're not even willing to talk about openly. And I, I, it's well, not I, the world I, I want I my daughter to grow up in, certainly. I, I tend to think in terms of passion rather than in terms of sexuality or, or spirituality or creativity, which I also put on the same on in, in the same energy. It's all the same energy. It is that that whispered remembrance that we have of oneness. Um, and uh, we are traveling through duality to oneness. Uh, in a multitude of different ways. Um, one one thing that's become more clear to me lately is that you know on this planet, um, the, one of the the major uh, differences I think that that occurs on this planet um, is that we are incarnate in the very stuff of the planet. Um, in other realities, other dimensions, other planetary um, uh, realities, uh, the beings that inhabit them are not, um, they're, they're in other dimensions, they're not incarnate in the matter of the planet. Here on, on Earth, we have the challenge and the honor and the responsibility of evolving um, as part of the of Gaia, part of the Earth. Um, and so, the two stories that we have: the story of our bodies, our bodies being prepared through for us through the weaving of uh, our the genetic lineages, right? So our bodies are prepared for us, and then we incarnate into them. So we have these two stories, the story of the soul and the story of the body, that are interwoven. And um, duality, uh, the duality of spirit and matter, of male and female, of right and wrong, um, heaven and earth, these dualities are... um, are 
what we are working through. And one of the major um, issues, problems, challenges, whatever word you want to use, is that in this long, long list that we have um, of two two long lists that define the duality of our existence, um, one of them is it has at the top right or good or good, and the other one has at the top bad or wrong. Huh? And this is this is what's created the the sense of the physical body, the feminine. Uh, our emotions, uh, everything that's related to the feminine principle, the earth as well, uh, the material the aspect of existence is is lined up under everything that's bad, evil, wrong. And spirit, uh, masculinity, intellect uh, it, uh, is all is lined up with everything on the on the other side. And, and that's that's really it sounds simplistic, but um, but that's kind of it. You know, this is why we we end up um, uh, denying and um, and punishing our bodies, um, punishing the earth, uh, destroying um, ourselves in in so doing. You know. We as women get more um, uh, illness in the the female bits of ourselves than than anywhere else because that's where we put our 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 hatred of ourselves. Well, and it's just a it's this such distorted, out of balance uh, versions of each really. Uh, distorted, out of balance version of masculine, to be sure. But by the same token, the what the feminine's been sort of tried to be boxed into is distorted and, and Absolutely. out of balance yeah. as well. Uh huh. The, the thing is, is that you know what we've done with um, the fact that the, that um, you know the the barefoot, pregnant, and in the kitchen stereotype of the. Um, you know, before the the 50s and 60s, um, that stereotype was reacted to by uh, the the feminist movement and the the attempt to empower women, right? So that um, you know, women who who have been victimized or who define themselves as victims, they go to you go into therapy these days, and and you're taught how to you know, never be stepped on again and how to stand up for yourself, et cetera, et cetera. But part of the the problem of that is that it's it's something like um uh fixing the problem of of gun violence by giving everybody guns. You know? Um the the, the <laughs> issue really, the issue really is that men have learned that to be masculine, they need to dominate. And, and, and so, rather than rather than um, encourage a society where we meet halfway, which I think, thank goodness, watching my daughter grow up and watching young people, that they're just ignoring what we tried to do, um, and they're doing it their own way, anyways, which is brilliant and beautiful. But instead of encouraging men to meet us halfway and and, and their feminine side, 
women took this huge leap towards the masculine and they like quite literally left that glorious bit of their femininity behind to break into you know corporate america and all these power roles to try and get their power back because they didn't see the power in their femininity and i you know, I, I see it coming back now into balance. But for a while, wow, you know, we took we took feminine rights and the whole women's lib movement way, way, way too far, you know. I mean women getting mad at men for opening doors for them and, and it's just Well, but it, that was wow, like in a reaching toward that distorted view of the masculine, which is a domineering, you know, it dominating was, it, was, it was swallowing hook line and sinker the entire the entire uh uh male uh, male distortion or the, yeah. the the negative male principle as as being everything that's good and right and the and the and and i, I repeat you know the the problem of um the intellect being valued so much more than the body and the emotions. This, this is a, a very, very big um, problem for 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 humanity right now. I, I really, um, I, I think that you guys are on the same page as I am with this one. That that incarnation is is ascension. That that we really um, in in honoring the feminine in both men and women, honoring the feminine means that we we fully live in our bodies and are not um a- escaping them either through um whatever spiritual practices people might um undertake or through just living in their minds you know and and uh to the detriment of the emotions and and the physical body a lot of people are are controlling their bodies. Uh, I'm not talking about anorexia and bulimia, but I'm talking about the people who are, um, you know, at the gym every day and on diets or, you know, whatever they're doing to control their bodies because, God forbid, you know, if I if I don't keep it under control, it's going to, God knows what it's going to do, you know. It's, it's the, the matter... Uh, the, the, of our bodies is 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 uh, uh, again a source of fear, fear and loathing. <laughs> and, and well, and the, na- the natural process that that intellectual imbalance is is all about. Well, the natural process is there to be conquered and controlled. And sorry, say that again. <laughs> that the, the the intellectual distortion is all about that matter, the physical world the natural processes are to be conquered and controlled precisely because it, fear is intimately associated with with the fact of of incarnation it's intimately woven with the feminine principle right um the fact of being in a body and the fact of mortality um is is in, is um, weaves the the feminine and and material existence with fear, right? And so, 
um, a lot of the the thrust of civilization has been um, towards being able to pass on uh, property and knowledge and um, whatever possessions, intellectual or material, you might have, passing them on so that you, in a sense, become immortal, right? A, a lot of civilization is, is, is based on um, an attempt to, um, to thwart mortality. <laughs> and <clears throat> the fear of the physical body is the fear of, uh, of death. And so um, this, the, the heaviness or the density of material existence uh, can be seen as the, the, uh, the reason for which the, the feminine principle has been subjugated, dominated, <clears throat> and suppressed by the, by the masculine principle. We can only um, avoid that when when we do understand the 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 immortality of our of our beings. Because because again, it boils down to that. It was so crazy because I was just listening to this this clip the other day when I was. Um, doing some audio cutting for the show and um, one of the things that I used to say all the time is that absolute power does not corrupt absolutely because in the gaining or attaining of absolute power there's nothing left to be gained so there's nothing left to take from others so once you step into the truth of your divinity into the power the true power of your being there's nothing there's there's nobody left for you to have power over because it's not necessary in order for you to feel whole and to know your self worth. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and whenever, that's, when, I whenever think, anyone appears to to require or to you know in in discussions or uh, you know when when people seem to need to take power, I just say you know go ahead take it if you need it. <laughs> well, and it is. It's it, it's such a fear-based thing that uh, this need to control that if you if you try to rip it from somebody, it's like they react like you're strangling them because they they do. They fear they're going to die. So it's it, it's quite a strong reaction. When um, when we incarnate, when when we're born. Um, I, I think I might have mentioned this the last time I was on your show, but um, uh, I, I think that it's it's still uh, pertinent to to what we're talking about. Is when we're born, we are completely dependent on the people taking care of us, and traditionally this has been mom, right? And and we are completely dependent on this woman for our survival. And so we learn at this point right, right away that we need to alter ourselves. We need to smile when it's the right time. We need to um, be hungry when, they, when it's the right time, sleep when it's the right time. We have to change 
our natural manifestation of ourselves uh, in order to make sure that we are loved by this woman. Um, otherwise, we'll die. And so the, the, the learning that's imprinted in us right then is that we betray our souls, we betray our true selves in order for the physical body to survive. So this sets up um, this um, antagonistic relationship both with our bodies and with with our mothers. And and this this is the 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 essential learning of, of the uh, that we have about the feminine principle, our bodies and our mothers, and of course, intimately related to food also, right, and uh, and survival. Our parents it's a, are sorry. Well, it's our first lesson in mm-hmm. we must modify ourselves, our behavior and our attitude. In order to be accepted, we we we, we need to be accepted, loved, and please the woman in order to survive. And then exactly. it moves from the woman to the parents, and then from the parents to the community to the oh my lord, I've got to try to keep this whole world happy just so I don't die. Ah. That's right. <clears throat> That's <clears throat> and and again, we're coming back to the to the fact of of mortality. And that's related to the physical body, to, to our physical incarnation. The the parents are are the the kind of bottom baseline um, uh, duality from which we um, from from which we move throughout our lives. Well, we, between uh, zero and five, more or less, we're we're imprinted with the the roles of our parents. Right, and then, um, and I'm talking about this because of of the whole subject of of sexuality, right? So um, we're imprinted with these models, just like you know, hippopotamuses are imprinted to be hippopotamuses, <laughs> hippopotami, and uh, ostriches are are imprinted to be ostriches. So we're imprinted to be just like mommy and daddy. Um, and when we're ready to choose, um, actually, at at the age of puberty, we we choose which parent we are going to imitate. And it's not girls don't always imitate their moms, and boys don't always imitate their dads. We choose the parent who, in our definition of power, has the most power. And um, and we imitate that parent, and the other parent, we hide someplace inside ourselves. And when we are attracted chemically to somebody, that person will always, irrevocably, just uh, un- we can't avoid it, absolutely unavoidably, um, be. Uh, uh, a representation or a manifestation of the parent that we have hidden inside us so that we are chemically attracted to people who will allow us to do the same dances as we saw our parents doing. It's 
So when we're talking about sexuality, um, the sexual attraction that we have, chemical attraction that we have for other people, is is always neurotic and is part of this evolutionary process that we have of doing once again the dance that we saw our parents doing. And their dance was based in the dualities that they learned, based in the survival tactics that they learned. Um, and so we we get to to replicate what we saw our parents doing. So that, for example, if we chose... Um, to imitate our mothers, we're going to be attracted to people who are like our fathers, and I, and it doesn't matter whether we're men or women. You know, we're 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 not attracted to um, we're not attracted to you know what's between people's legs. We're attracted to their energy, right? So that um, yes, exactly. A, a, a feminine a, a woman who chooses to be in her in her feminine energy will be attracted to a man in his male energy or a woman in her male energy. And uh, a man in his feminine energy will be attracted to either a, a, a woman with her male energy or a, a man in his male energy. And, 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 and that's it. We're sexual, period. We are not, um, you know, we, we are simply sexual. <laughs> yeah, and it, I'm glad you pointed out both examples because... Some have taken that in the argument of, well, that's what makes homosexuals is it's a guy that's looking for uh, that masculine power, but it can be a woman in their masculine energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a friend of ours posted on her wall the other day that her poor husband had married a, a man with female sexual parts and um, maybe not quite <laughs> delicately as delicately stated, but, but <clears throat> nonetheless, that's what was posted a woman with i mean a man with female sexual parts and that's i you see couples like that often yes and, very often uh, and especially now because so many women became men right and in reaction to to what we saw our mothers living in the in the 40s and 50s um we learned that we had to become men that we were not to be uh dependent and uh, right, the pro survival example was the that distorted masculine. Mm -hmm. So then, how do you view? Because um, I see it I'm talking just to my daughter and watching watching the younger generation. Um, how do you view this seemingly androgynous generation? Because to me, they're they're like the first the next step on the evolutionary scale. They've really begun to explore the the truth of androgyny. They they there's there's young men out there who you wouldn't know and young women out there who you wouldn't know if they're men or women and whether they're straight or gay or lesbian or bi. I, I just don't care. I just have this massive appreciation for any being who can carry the two halves of themselves right there out in the open on the surface and say, This is all of me, this is who I am. Uh, and, and you see more and more of them doing it, and I just—it just makes my heart burst wide open with with joy when I see it because I'm like, that's to me where we're supposed to be, you know. I mean, it just makes sense to me that we would go back to an, a, a natural whole state. 
Well, f- freedom is is really when we are able to have um, free access to the masculine or the feminine aspects of ourselves as, as we deem appropriate and and comfortable, right? And not be stuck in one or the other because of something that society has told us that that we have to to be. We we've been we have lived through a, a huge. Um, I, the, the image that I have often is that the, the the soup has just been stirred up and everything's everything from the bottom is just floating around and it's a mess. You know, uh, women became men and then men who were raised by um, mothers who became very, very controlling because the fathers were absent, right? So men who mm-hmm. were raised by, by mothers like this ended up becoming seductive men, uh, knowing that they could get their power through women. And if you look at any cultures, any of the cultures around the planet where women hold everything together um, because the men are away at war, because the men don't have any self-esteem because they don't have jobs or or, you know, for all sorts of different reasons, the male energy has, has... has really taken a beating, and women in many parts of this planet hold it all together. <clears throat> and the the sons of strong women become seductive men. They learn that they can get their power through women and only through women. Um, and so they learn how to please. They learn how to take care of mummy. They learn how to make a woman feel like a woman. And their power comes from being able to reject women. And I'm so really glad you brought that up, Dawn, because I, mm-hmm. you know, yes, I get the whole women being held down and, and used and abused thing, but I don't think that there's nearly enough attention given to men out there who are really suffering from this internal identity crisis. And, and you know, we really, society as a whole, worldwide, have done them a huge injustice with our preconceived notions of what it is to be a man. Um, and, and it's, it's you know, I, I'm not, I'm not dishonoring, or that's not the right word to use, <sighs> I don't want to make the things that have happened to women at the hands of at the hands of men um seem to be unimportant. I just would like to give equal weight and importance to some of the suffering that has gone on in in the hearts and souls and spirits of men along this journey as well because i there's, there's I think 20, it's been so unfair yeah twenty five million women and children are um, sold into sexual slavery, um, sold or kidnapped or stolen into sexual slavery every year. And when people hear that figure, what the the image that that comes is that of um, horrible, you know, um, sex-starved, perverted men, um, dominating 
women. And the thing is, is you that know, I get the er, become, I get this vision of really lonely, insecure men. Exactly. Exactly. Needing this. Well, and when it's out of balance, it's 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 out of balance on both ends. You can't. Um, the stress is on both ends when it's out of balance because you know, things want to be in balance. They don't. It's not like this intellectual view of it all wants to go to chaos. It, things want to be in balance, and and so there's this pressure on you when you're out of balance. No matter which end of the out of balance you're on, even if you're in the out of balance that seems to be in power, it's because that was just all concentrated fear at work. And so it was really neurotic power, not enjoyable at all. Not not that secure feeling you were talking about when you said when people finally see their power, then there's nobody left to dominate because you don't have to. That's a balanced view of power. Well, I think that that the 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 statement that you know. Um, Absolute power corrupts absolutely is is based in a whole different kind of power. <laughs> it's power over rather than the individual's um alignment with oneself right um, what what I was saying about the 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 men who are uh, buying women and children um, is is you know. Well, one of one of the the most um, hated um, groups in society is, is the is pedophiles, right? Pedophiles are, are considered, um, you know, just the, the the worst of the worst, the lowest of the low. Um, they don't stand a chance if they're if they're actually put in prison. They, um, you know, they're basically reviled by by society, um, and yet they pedophiles are are a perfect uh, a, a perfect um, consequence of um, women becoming. Oh boy, I'm going to get in deep shit for this. <laughs> women becoming um, more and more dominant, right? Because if a man learns that he's only a man if he is able to dominate and women are becoming stronger and stronger, well, who's left to dominate? You know, who who can he see as being at his level, and and this this is a uh, this is a uh, an explanation uh, a logical explanation of the increase in in pedophilia in in the the, the horrible um, selling and and kidnapping of of women and children around the world. It's the male energy that has been taught. That it that it has to be uh, dominant and uh, that that's creating these these problems. And again, the the image that that comes to mind, the analogy that comes to mind is is of of giving everybody guns. You know, 
Well, and when is, but, you know, that intellectual distorted masculine model, when is, when is the ultimate control is when you can buy a woman and own, him, own her and turn her into property. You were talking about that sexual slavery thing. Um, well, marriage is act, was actually based in it. Well, <laughs> yeah, but but it, <laughs> it's uh, again cattle's cattle and women. Well, that's what the till death do us part vows were about. It was not really for the men because they all ran around all over creation. It seems in the ages when those kinds of vows were put together, it was for the woman that was going to get kept locked up at home. You know. Yes, but again, that that uh, was because losing her, and you know, for fear of your power going away, because that was no, your no, no, no. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. This was because this was because of patriarchy and and patrilineal um, passing right. of, of, the, of of possession. So this is the, again that's the exact the, same thing that we're. Ta- I'm talking about the energetics behind that. Mm-hmm. Is that you were saying, you know, you, you're born in man or woman. You're dependent on a woman to survive. Mm-hmm. And so then, if that's the ultimate survival thing, boy or woman, child, is that woman, then that distorted masculine aspect, that ugly out-of-balance masculine aspect, wants to control woman. Because that's the first and most powerful survival image you got. And was you know learning to smile and to keep the woman happy but it does you don't have to live very many years before you realize you can't keep women happy you can't keep men happy (laughs) (laughs) i know you didn't mean it that way but i'm gonna laugh anyways (laughs) women i know that are honest have the same problem with trying to keep other women happy i'm not i'm not talking about some man woman this is a humanity thing in this duality, and it is, and, and 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 in agreement with that, I have to say, a, a woman who is not is not sure of herself, who is not, you know, stepped into the power of her being, is not able to look in the mirror and and know her worth. Um, yeah, there's nothing nothing you can do, man, woman, child. There's nothing you can do to make that woman happy. And I think honestly, the same goes for men. You so, can't make a man who is is unhappy in himself, happy. You can't do it. It's not possible. Then you're stuck in this fear, this anti-vortex of fear of, I can't stand on my head in enough ways to keep her happy, but she's my survival power. I must keep her happy. I can't keep her happy. Okay, well, then I'm just going to keep her and lock that power away, lock that, and which leads to the distorted it leads to balance, but it's a distorted, negative-oriented balance of this way domineering man and this locked-up, barefoot and pregnant woman. That's not what men and women are. That's not what human beings are. But um, what, what I what I was going to say about the, um, the 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 woman becoming the possession of the man is that um, the the reproductive powers of the woman. Um, you know, as long as a, a man is, uh, knows that this woman is sleeping only with him, then the fruit of her uh, of her loins, the the children that she bears, are going to be his, 
and therefore he can pass on his property, possessions, knowledge, etc., through her, and he becomes immortal. So th- that's what I meant uh, about the um, patrilineal uh, culture and and the institution of marriage <clears throat> being <clears throat> part of this again um, movement to thwart mortality. Yeah, yeah, because can't die. Not and that's an extensive view on that. Right. Doesn't seem right, this dying thing. Anyway, I uh, think this would be a great time for a little break, and then we'll come back and talk a little about how we can find Dawn and how folks can, some of the things she's got going on, and websites and all that good stuff. And Heartroot. And Heartroot. Yeah, well, that's one of all those right. things. I've been I've been putting the links, sprinkling them in and out the chat room there during the <laughs> show. Um, but uh, as promised back at the beginning, I have a song from Ina V, which I'm uh, going to dedicate to my sister up there, and in fact, all my sisters, uh, which would be, yes, that's right, guys, all the women on the planet, <clears throat> and and really all you men, too, because we're all just human beings, um, or human legumes, or, uh, no, um, we don't. Souls don't have sex, as in male, female. They have union, which maybe is like sex, but they don't. You're not a man or a woman in there somewhere. But anyway, so this is Ina V with uh, another new one on Gene uh, for the sis. And it's called Miracle Walking. And we'll be right back, so stay with us, folks. Thank you. 
My goodness. See? That stopped all of a sudden. <clears throat> Not really sure why. I'll have to go back and see if my if mine stops all of a sudden like that. I'll have to be irritated with Amazon, but I'll fix it. But you know, it sometimes just does that. <clears throat> I looked yeah, up. I thought sounds. GTR. Yeah, I said it sounds like that's going to end soon. And then I looked up and it said length three forty nine, current time three forty nine. And right then it went. Burp. I was like, what? <clears throat> yes, that's right. Hog, she walked. She, she, she walked. Like, that's it. That's all right. She walked. But it's true. Awesome. That is once, awesome song. Once, uh, once the power is realized, uh, we're all miracles walking. But you, you certainly are a miracle walking there, young lady. Oh me. Yes, the phoenix. The, I have the not turned water into wine phoenix. lately. <laughs> no, because you're busy putting water in your wine. So you can it's stay with true. us through the whole show. <laughs> Absolutely true. Absolutely true. No, we it's play and jest, show. but uh, uh, it is awesome to see. And um, it's because it's just awesome to see. So, there. Awesome. Enough of that. It's awesome to feel. <laughs> so you, walking miracles, carry on. Where are you carrying us? Okay, well, maybe I'll carry on and y'all listen. I'm just going to let y'all carry on. But And and what exactly shall we carry carry on with? <laughs> um, a little more troublemaking? <laughs> Well, yeah, a little more troublemaking. We want to be sure that we, that folks know uh, what all you've got going on and how they can find you, uh, because <laughs> they, I'm sure, want to find out more after all of this. But I do find it interesting that, uh, you know, the only way out of that pattern of copying the example you've been given in a very physical, very guttural survival first chakra way the only way out is the imagination because you, you know, how do you match energy with something you haven't seen? So you've got to imagine it. And it well, was Einstein who said that the imagination, I, I put it in the thing here way long ago. It scrolled out of the chat room. Um, but um, that the intuitive mind is a sacred gift. And the rational mind is a faithful servant. And we've created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Because he also said, you're stuck with the rational mind with only what you can have through knowledge. And knowledge is just a summation of all the things we've already done. And so you, but, but the intuitive mind, the, the imagination, encompasses all that was and all that will be and all that can be. And so it's really the the power center, not the... It was, I suppose, a uh, geeky college professor's way of saying it's the heart, not the head. And, and it, I find it interesting that such a huge intellectual, as he has seen, was somebody that not only recognized but spoke that often. I, Einstein was a mystic. He was not only an intellectual; he was oh. he was also a mystic. But 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 he's been sort of made into this 
into model of you know rationalism to so many kids. Yeah, well, way you know, yes, yes, Yeshua was also uh, pretty, pretty, pretty thoroughly edited by an awful yes, lot of people. Yes, yes, there seems to be a lot of that that goes on, you know. But yes, mm-hmm. speaking uh, as an editor, <laughs> yeah, he was very. He, he he was very much a mystic. Badly uh, translated and 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 edited. Badly mm, edited. Mm. He, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> he and, and and the great inventors of the American history, uh, you know, Edison and and you know, they used to talk about you know I don't invent these ideas. The ideas are floating around. I just you know noticed. Could I could I interject something about you know you started off saying that the um, the way out of this is through imagination. <clears throat> I think that the way out of this fear-based reality is actually through compassion, right? Through, through self self observation and compassion, because at this point um, we as human beings are able to observe ourselves to see how we have repeated our parents' patterns and the the learning uh, that came up through our ancestors and through our bodies, we're able to to observe ourselves and see that now. And if we can not judge what we've been bequeathed, but rather honor it and understand, and, and I think this is important, if we can understand that we're not betraying our ancestors by taking steps in another direction, that we carry them with us in our bodies, and that we're finishing work that has been going on through these lineages for generations and generations and generations. We are the 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 end point in the evolution of so many um of this tapestry that's been woven through through bloodlines. And we are finishing um, uh, a work of of immense importance um, by becoming free of of our programming. If we if we can see the programming, not judge it, um, and by witnessing what we've learned, we separate from it. We separate from the identification with it. And we can step into into our our own choices. We can step into something that's aligned with the soul reality. And this um, takes this is what we're doing now, and that's taking the whole planet in in another direction. It's taking humanity into the next what we call the fifth the fifth root race into a whole other um, evolutionary um, state. And so when we can have compassion and non-judgment for everything that's come before us, we enable ourselves to become free to step into some other reality, betraying tradition, but rather finishing their work. Right. So the, But then that next step, that once you have accepted all of that, you can't you can't push it down and okay we're just not going to look at that. You, you have to okay here's where we are. But then that those new realities those new things are are birthed in the imagination. 
Absolutely, which, yeah. uh, uh, again, has been so woven by society to be feminine, left side, authors left-handed, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. My, my, my feeling when I'm um, uh, imagining um, the future is, is to, to get out of the way of the universe, you know, I, I think that's what you guys did also three days ago. From what I understand, is is um, I, what what we do is in order to allow the universe to to create through us and around us is to to simply unconditionally receive whatever might be coming. Unconditional receiving is 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 actually perhaps the essential. Um, honoring of the feminine, you know, the feminine being the receptive aspect of ourselves. When we can unconditionally receive the world as it is, when we can not project our own programmed thoughts, programmed images, uh, and programmed imagination. I think that our imaginations are, are, are so limited by what we've been taught that when we can simply say, hey, guys, um, do do your best, <laughs> you know, then miracles happen all the time, right? So maybe I think it's Rick not and so I much can, our imagination. Rick and I can totally attest to that, actually, because it mm-hmm. really was what is They're happening just every now way you so turn. far beyond. No, it's so far beyond what we had imagined or envisioned. Exactly. And what we had imagined and envisioned is what society would deem to be, you know, the, That's right. the right way of doing it. Um, yeah, and we were what we learned, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were playing that, playing in that energy, right? That mm-hmm. We'll do it that way because that's the way everybody's mm-hmm. doing it. And then we let it go and... Well, we're not going to be doing it the way everybody's doing it, but you know, people might start doing it our way pretty soon. Going to be doing it anyway, <laughs> and it's going to be freaking well, cool. <laughs> and that that leads to that lighthouse syndrome, where people go, "Man, things seem to be going to hell in a handbasket around here, and you're just like having a blast. How you do that?" And there, the door opens. And now I can honestly say it's not how. It's it's really when you ask me how how did how I you do, do it, that? I have no idea. I stopped. I stopped asking how. I I how gave up on the how. How do you and Rick meet? I, I don't, don't know. Don't don't know. Have don't care. Doesn't matter. Nah, don't <laughs> well, it's it's like envisaging uh, peace on Earth or you know abundance, <clears throat> planetary abundance. We don't have to know how it's going to happen. We just need to to understand that that is our intention and allow the universe to to clear the way. You know, the Eastern Gate, which is where related to the equinox, we're stepping again. I'm talking about the medicine wheel um, uh, of indigenous culture. You know, the 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 spring equinox is is stepping into the eastern portal, the eastern gate. And the the guardian of that gate is the eagle. And the eagle teaches us about um, 
keeping our intentions as as the, as high as possible, keeping our highest possible intentions, seeing um, the 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 big picture and and flying as high as we possibly can, um, and and that's what allows us to manifest the highest possible reality that we that we can. And not we don't have to get bogged down in details. We don't have to, as you said, Jean, we don't have to know anything about the how. We simply have to keep our intentions high and and and, and pure and aligned with with the the highest reality that we're able to to conceive of at this moment. Yeah, because it, it, it throws you out of your imagination. The minute you get to how, you have to go into the, it throws you out of your heart center. You have to go into the mind. You have to go into the mental to to mm-hmm. try to think of how. And and we're, we're sort of designed, I believe, not so much to know how, but to notice how something happened, like to see the process and go, Wow, that's wow, you know, which we wow a lot these days. Uh, like so the, the imagination can't do how it can it can give you an image that that can engender a feeling and vibration, but you got to not hold on to the image as some kind of a concrete reality outcome thing thing. Because reality, I have to I, say, I, I have to say, I love it when you say the word "saying." Saying, <laughs> saying. And, uh, because I've always believed that the the tip top of our imagination, the, the 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 wildest you could imagine, is like the the the, the ground floor, the beginning floor of what your higher self and source can imagine. So why would you want to limit yourself to that box? But that sort of Society's tried to put a box around everything, including the imagination. That's that programmed imagination. We've been limited, and you know, don't draw outside the lines. <laughs> yeah, lines. Any lines? I come back to the the whole concept of unconditional receiving. You know, that we hear so much about unconditional giving, but really, in order to to allow the universe to to manifest through us, we open up the left side of our bodies, the feminine aspect of ourselves. We receive everything, each breath, each second is a gift. And and when we do that, if you can imagine just inhaling through the left side of your body and your heart just fills and fills and fills with gratitude and, and you become so full that that you simply open, and then the right side of your body opens up as you as you manifest, and you manifest everything that's that that you're here to manifest, you know. But that that's predicated on receiving unconditionally, which very few people ever talk about, and that is, as I said, honoring the feminine aspect of ourselves. Absolutely. Well, and it's it's one of those things that's been edited <laughs> because the editors were, you know, scared. We can't just have unlimited receiving, you know. But we don't tell people that it's better to give than receive. They might not pay their taxes. Oh wait, that's, 
I didn't say that. By the way, it's a whole other show. It's a whole other show. So uh, we have uh, your your blog that's up. It's just donbrahma.wordpress.com. Uh, yeah, there's a part in there about passion, actually. So if you look on the on the right hand side, one of the categories is passion, and there's um, I think there's seven or eight texts in there about passion, and this speaks to the the topic that we've been that we've been discussing tonight. Absolutely, and it's the link that I went to, and when I was preparing for show, because, you know, Jane's supposed to not look, and I have to find all the links and have them ready to share. <laughs> so I popped the link up in the top of the page, Costa Rica, and I just, like, looked at <laughs> Well, of course it says that. Of course. What else would it say? <clears throat> and uh, so... Uh, yeah, he does all the hard work. I just hang out and talk to people. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to have people now, so I can hang out and talk to people, too. Yay. Yay. Um, and uh, I just going to have to learn to get my hand out of the, you know, get my spoon out of the soup. Um, and uh, But again, that's part of that unconditional receiving is do my part that excites me and trust that all the other parts will get done. Um, that's right, yeah. And then, of course, there's heartroot.com. Dot com or dot org? It's dot com, isn't it? Dot, dot, yeah. dot, it's a dot com, yeah. Artroot.com, and, and that is, uh, well, that's where you are. That's why I'm right this minute. Yes. That's the heart <laughs> route. <clears throat> Imagine that. Where else would yeah, Don And that's right where there? one of the locations that EC on the road is, is aiming to go to sometime in the yeah. next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> the northern, the northern end of the Appalachian Mountains. We don't say planning anymore because Amy. Flaming yeah, Amy. That way. That way. I'm done planning. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not planning shit. I just The only thing I'm planning on doing is having a good time. So, <laughs> That's it. Legion of podcast listeners, we want to be sure we got those. It's heart root is easy enough. H E R T R O O T dot com and uh and I believe you can find a link there to uh Don's blog uh which is so. uh Don Brahmadat B R A M A D A T dot WordPress dot com and of course we'll have those links up on the archive on our website uh at everydayconnection dot me because it's all about me which rhymes <laughs> with we oh <laughs> Um, Boy, you guys are really buzzed from this, aren't you? <laughs> well, actually, you know what the funny part is? We were this buzzed two weeks ago. We've just been doing this with we this kind of energy for the last little yeah. while. And, and then all the stuff just started going zooming at that Good. same kind of speed and vibration. It was pretty yeah. pretty. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so we got two more shows from uh, our standard format before uh, we fly away to San Jose. Um, and yes, we do know the way to San Jose. <laughs> we let the pilots go because they know. Um, so please, no funny song on our Facebook pages. <laughs> We've already done that. <laughs> I suppose 
some time ago. <clears throat> Stacy said, oh, is that what you posted that song for? Because she couldn't imagine why I would post. Do you know the way to San Jose? But I did. Um, yeah. So this Thursday um, we have Novick. Uh Yes, in keeping with the whole Jesus, Mary, and, um, well, you'll get it when you read the book theme. <laughs> Rich Novak, who is um, the author of Rich in Christ and who took a healing journey very similar to mine uh, at around the same time that I took mine and um, wrote wrote a fantastic novel on um, on how his connection to to Christ centered spirit um, brought him back out of that and got he, him back on his feet. He got his connection back. Yeah. yeah, he knows all about that keeping the faith thing because yeah. um, the faith kept him alive. And then we have another author. You know, I don't know if you'd noticed this from looking at the calendar, Synchronicity Girl. Um, is that all authors? Rich Novak, author. Tuesday is Esperanza Vélez, author. And Thursday from On the Road is Debbie Ann, the writer girl. And then Friday, we're going to do an author spotlight special. On Good Friday. On Good Friday. From the mango tree. Yeah, that's we didn't mention that, did we, that we're going to do some specials from on the road. Two three-hour specials. Yes. You can get everyday connection three days in a row when we're on the road. That's going to be awesome news. Yes, more, more details and news to follow on that. I'll be putting up some Facebook events, and we want everybody to come because... If there's 1% of the synchronicities in the show that are in the journey, it's just going to be, what, Gene? Awesome? Astronomical? Mind crazy! Yeah. (laughs) So, um, uh, just awesome stuff coming, people. And uh, uh, so we hope you'll join us for all of that. (sighs) But until then. To our mother, to each other, and especially, especially to yourselves, stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection think you might miss an episode no problem subscribe to our show on itunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection to ask the biggest question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today 
and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.